0: Do you want to achieve career success? Then welcome to this is your career podcast, a show where we share tips and strategies on how to land on your dream jobs and build a successful career with Greater Witter, a human resource professional, and your host on this podcast. Let's dive in. All right, um, it's it's a privilege to be speaking with uh, somebody who I consider a financial thought so we know her usually as the HR leader, the speaker, the writer, um, and content creator and career coach. Um, especially if you are popular on LinkedIn, um, you would, if you are very familiar with LinkedIn at least you must have come across uh, the person I'm going to be speaking with today. Uh, thank you so much, Ifeanyi, for the time to speak with me today.
1: Thank you, Gray. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like so, like I mentioned, right? Um, so I've been, I follow your works, I read your articles um, when I bump into them, right? Um, but this time, it's it's a privilege to be having this conversation with you and to dig deeper into your career journey. I want to learn so much from your career journey briefly today. Um, so let's let's get to know more about you. Share a bit about your career journey with us. Um, so we, we start our conversation from that point. Okay,
1: thank you. Great, thank you. Great, and like I said, I think it's amazing to be here working on you know getting decisions for i don't know how many months what is great we're finally doing it um, so about me my name is ifadi i am a hr professional and am a career coach i am a business success professional i have had my career you know in different areas of business i always i didn't always start my career I wasn't always in HR. I didn't start my career in HR. Yeah. I started my career in customer service, um, operations, and before fully into HR. I mean, I think my first job was HR, but I was frustrated on the job, so I I sort of left the job because I, I felt quite frustrated. I didn't like what I was doing. and um, was very boring, very routine. I didn't like it and I didn't also like the, like the work ethics of the you know, people I with at that time. So I sort of just preferred to move into business operations to sort of just understand how businesses run, how businesses operate. So I moved into customer service and operations, which have helped me you know, the opportunity to just understand end-to-end business, the process of designing products, onboarding customers, managing them, managing their issues, and all that so but I always had the passion for HR I always mm. had the passion for HR is a passion that I have developed over time I think I think at the time I was in my final year in the university I think I, I think I knew that I wanted to be you know working in a place where I had to manage people so that that dream was always there that passion was always there so I struggled a lot to get back to my HR um, job after I left the first one, so and it took me many more other years of you know just going through customer service roles and official roles, and you know, but at some point I just made up my mind that I wasn't going to keep taking on those roles. I I would get like higher paying roles in that field, but I just made up my mind that I wouldn't take them. I turn down the profiles and stuff. So, but I just kept pushing on my HR roles, really, and that's how we we got here. Um fun things about me, I love to sing, I love to play lots. <laughs> um mm-hmm. you can't my element. People who um, are very comfortable around who see the silly and playful side of me. But I mean people always see this very serious, serious kind of yeah. business. I'm not I'm not serious. I mean, when it's business, it's business. When it's not business, I'm just the,
0: you know so I think that's that, that's me yeah amazing so so um j- just as a follow-up so you um, there are three three key themes from your um um introduction so you've always you've been in business customer service and HR right so how did you get to know that um HR is what you should be doing at that time of your life how did you um how did you so just just a form of clarification right for people who um, are trying to look for clarity right in terms of what you should be doing next or what they should be doing with their life how did you make that switch you know from 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 customer service to hr
1: okay so like i said i think i always knew that i wanted to work in hr i, I really just you know the fact that you had you um, know managing people working with people just sorting out people issues at work and all that. So I, I knew very early in life. And in fact, at the time I was graduating, I had also gotten an admission to study a masters in HR in university. Um, oh, wow. at that time. You know, certain personal plans that changed. Okay. So I think I was saying that yeah, um, I I always knew I wanted to be in HR. I always had that passion to be around people, work with people, just anything that makes people you know, more productive, better versions of themselves. That was always my dream. I think that passion sort of came off the fact that my mom was a, or rather is, and she's much older and retired now. She is very much a people person. She is a person who solves you know, the biggest conflicts. She is a person who everybody comes to, like when they have problems and all of that. Mm. She, she's, she, So we have all the years sort mm. of but for me, she's also someone who's very giving and very helpful. She does a lot of charity. I know my mom has a lot of foster children. She has a lot of um, communities. She supports, you know, through different things. Some, there are so many families I know that, you know, if it weren't for my mom, I don't know how their lives, you know, would have turned out. So that sort of um, impacted me. And then when I started my own career, I struggled quite a lot too. And I just told myself that, guess what? This dream that I have always had, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue it. You know, mm. Just making sure that people are happy, people are good, people are productive, you know, people do what they need to do and you know, they can get and grow, they can become better. You know, They're mm. they, they constantly moving from point A to B. You know, Just making the lives of other people um, better and more productive. You know, just helping people grow. You know, I think that that was the passion, and that was what fueled me. You know, just so even when I moved into customer service, um, out of feeling frustrated at my first discharge job, um, I think even when I moved into customer service operations that passion never died, and I kept that passion alive. And one thing I always tell people is, even if what you're doing is not what you want, use the proceeds to fuel what you want Mm -hmm. for yourself. I took the president the salaries I made from, you know, that job, and I just kept feeling my HR passion. You know, I kept learning. I signed up to HRM, SHRM. I would always get the SHRM monthly magazines. I'd get them delivered to me, and i will read them back to back. Everyone who knew me, they knew, you know, how much I loved reading that. And I was learning so much. I would go on the internet and I would learn so, so much. So it was, it was really... Uh, helpful that I, I had the passion and you know I, he didn't die because I think he's just he just came to me naturally and I decided to pursue it even though I had distractions but
0: mm.
1: yeah. I focused on just achieving amazing
0: amazing it, it, so, so I from, from your story the struggles so I, this is what was coming to my mind right um, because pretty much you are going to find people who are always in that um, sp- 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 circle of life where um, what they want to do really it's not what they are currently doing, right? And the struggles and the reality of um, you need to, you need to feed you need to earn money you need to do this and then they lose they lose it all, right? So what exactly kept fueling that? Because I have met people, right? What what really fueled you to ensure that you you made you still made that move into um, into that that passion,
1: HR. Well, I think one one thing about me is, um, I mean, I'm purpose driven. That's one thing I'll say about myself. I'm purpose driven. I think I know my purpose, and I'm constantly working to be better and to achieve what I want to achieve for myself. Um, I have this energy, and I always, you know, I'm unstoppable. You know, mm. I focus mm. about achieving something, and I do it, and I do it with. All I've got. And I always just try to create time for myself, irrespective of whatever it is I do. No matter how busy I get, I don't take my personal goals for granted. I don't take, you know, like my family life and stuff like that for granted. I always I am very good at shutting out the world and just focusing on me. You know, I do that a lot and it's really been helpful. You know, it helps me to just pause for a moment and just think, okay, if I remember where you're going, remember what your purpose is. Remember what your goals are. These things you're doing, are they driving you towards your goals? I always stop and reevaluate and before I keep, um, if I move forward. So I'll say I am purpose driven. So I knew what I wanted and I went for it. Let me tell you how I switched full time into, into HR. So when I was on this customer service, I was a customer service manager at a fintech at that time. And I mean, I had done well, the company had done quite well. We, there was, you know, that was a time there was um, the when, you know, CBN had licensed uh, mobile money operators and all that. So it was fantastic to be like a pioneer in that industry. And I had worked there for quite some time, you know, and I had built a contact center. I had built, you know, contact center systems from the knowledge I already had, you know, working in customer service and contact center. So I had built it. Fully functional contact system, center with the technology, sound technology and everything. And I just felt like I had, had done so much and I didn't see that if there was any, I didn't think there was more to do. And that's how I am. If a job or an environment is not meeting my personal goods, goals or plans, I sort of begin to look for something better. This is not to say that, you know, one keeps moving, because I mean I've been on jobs as long as three, four, five years, and you know, all that. And so as long as My personal goals are being met. You know, I'm giving my best and the organization is also giving back. I totally love it. And I am always, and that's why I'm very careful. I want to just go to somewhere my goals um, will be met. So when I was in this organization, I just felt like I had grown so much and I had also raised a team. And I just thought, you know, the best thing to do would be just take this time to pursue my goals. And I took the money. I was a manager, you know, at that time and I was earning fairly well. This was... I think in 2011 or 2012, thereabouts. So, I decided to um, take the proceeds I was making from that job and just focus on building my career. So, one of the things I did, other than just signing on to H- uh, SHRM other than just you know putting doing a membership for S- SHRM, I also decided that I was going to switch my job. So. Um, that was the time I started making a lot of effort, speaking to a lot of HR people. So when I got my, you know, the, the HR job that really took me as a job, was a consulting job. So I didn't like fully have the experience, but you know, the passion was there and you could see the preparedness. You could see that this person had been preparing for this role and you could also see the hunger to really get in and, you know, do this, you know. So it was really good and I spent, you know, five years of my time in consulting and just working on. HR-related projects, working mm. for clients, implementing HR systems and all that. And then moving to that job, I actually took a pay cut like way below what I was my manager job because that fulfillment wasn't, you know. So I had way the option. And of course I spoke to my family. And I always say this to people. Sometimes it's okay to take a pay cut. You know, mm. if it's going to meet your goals, your needs, it's okay, you know, speak to your family, think about the long-term benefit you know, and just make the move. So I, I shut my eyes, stepped down on my salary, stepped down on my managerial position, and I mm. took a job that wouldn't pay me as much because that job was going to provide me the you know the growth and the personal um, development that I desired. You understand? So that's one thing I always advise people. I mean it's good to always have a plan, a goal. You know, you know what you say about vision? You know, vision is, is the future. So when you think about your future, where do you want to be? Give yourself two years, three years, five years, you know, ten years from now. What, what would you want to have achieved for yourself? What kind of impact do you want to have achieved? That should fuel whatever efforts or whatever, you know, whatever it is you want to do. That should actually fuel it. You know, it should mm. be where you're going. Mm. That should fuel your activities your network your people you talk with your associations you know you have that focus it makes life easy you're just working towards the goal so that's been my my my, my story actually so Impressive. i think stepping down was it was painful to do that um, you know imagine when your mates are
0: yeah even
1: higher anymore mm. and all and then you decide to step down and just serve and learn you know, because mm. I believe that when you learn, you learn, you know, there's a place of learning
0: and there's
1: a place
0: of end. Mm. Yeah. Impressive. You really, really right. <laughs> okay, I've just been taking note of some of the um, key, key things you've mentioned. Uh, right. So you, you you didn't lose touch of your passion, and then you are somebody who is highly purpose-driven um that you sometimes you need to also um take a pay cut to move to move from that point a to point b right in uh, in, in your life yes it is that would keep you on on the move it will keep you focused um also that sometimes opportunities will need you to take a pay cut right so that you can move from that point a to point b right Thank, thanks so much for sharing that that insight so maybe, maybe I'll take two, two more last questions um, that are, are very important questions to me. Have you ever missed an opportunity through, through say, indecision or there's a mistake you made maybe in the course of your career that if you have to go back again in the course of your career, you would you would want to do something different? What was that what's that in your life?
1: Yeah, okay, I missed an opportunity once. <laughs> it was very funny. I missed an opportunity once. And that's, fun. you know, a lot of these things we experience in the course of our, you know, work life, there they are lessons, you know, that one can always, you know, draw from. And that's why sometimes I am just constantly teaching people what I know, what I have experienced, especially from my own personal perspective and also from working in consulting and working for a lot of clients and having, you know, hired, placed, and, you know, many, 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 many candidates, you know. So one of the things that, one thing that happened to me then was, so in the time I was trying to, I was trying to get a new job and all, and then I had an offer for Telco. So I attended the interview, was it Telco, one of the big four Telcos? And I was excited to offer that I was going to move to Telco, I was going to do this. And when it got to the point of discussing salaries or so, I, to end, and I told them a particular amount. And they said, oh, um, that's, that's expensive. Our budget is not up to that. I said, "Well, let me hear what your budget is." i really discussing about just know what would you like to earn and blah. Just give us like, like what would be like a working position for you. So I think I gave them a figure, and I mean I told them if it's not that, that was my you know my that, that was the best I wanted to take, and, and I, I I wouldn't want to you know continue the conversation. So that was a learning point for me because they never called me back. So one mm. thing was. I mean, don't don't go to an interview and say we say that this or that. I mean, things vary. The conditions, stations will always be different. But one thing I always say is, and because you know why I said that was, I was thinking that we were so good, they were going to call me back. They were going,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: they're going to be so fascinated, they would call me to beg me to come and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my dear, when there are a million, you know, a million other people on the line and everything, so I mean, I think that's sort of. So they didn't call me back because they, maybe they didn't have that to offer and everything. So I should have told them that you know I was open to conversations and and the truth was I could actually I, I was willing to go a little lower. I was willing to. Mm. I was just that thinking that oh. No.
0: But because it's telco now, you should, you should you should be able
1: to pay. You know, <laughs> Because this is what I'm worth and all that, so I see a lot of young people do that these days. And like, oh, this is this. Mm. If I had my way, what I would have done differently is I would have just left the line open. I'd have you know, mm. tried to hear what they have to offer. So it taught me a lot of lessons. Sometimes it's not just about the salary. It depends on what's on sure. offer. It depends on the total compensation package. Sometimes you should not always focus on the salary. And then sometimes also don't you know? It's from that experience I just feel that it's it's not always good to say oh um you know at an interview because yes so you will get to a point of conversation where you begin to say things like, oh no, I can't do below this, I can't do whatever." But at that time, I, I didn't do it because I I I I wasn't ready to negotiate. I did it because I just believed that you're so good. Don't worry, they'll call you back. Yeah. That was yeah. Good. So it's taught me that no matter how good you are be flexible, ask yeah. everything else that is on offer, just see the full offer. Evaluate it first before you make a decision, and I also believe in placing yourself well. I think I've written about this a number of times and spoken Mm. about it. So I believe in placing yourself right and prize yourself well. But you see, sometimes you know, like interviews, conversations, because you know, just just be flexible and be open, because you know, sometimes you even meet an employer who um, maybe they had a lower budget, but maybe because of how good you were or how you know, they are open to you know, add more things to your office. Reviewing so, it,
0: yeah.
1: Exactly. So that's why it's called a negotiation, you know, and mm-hmm. experts who do it well do it well. It's just that, unfortunately, in our environment, sometimes people don't do it well. You know, mm-hmm. that part is always a part that people pick up and then it becomes a problem and you know, things just you know, go, um, go, go go south. So what I would have done differently was instead of telling them not to get back to me, if it wasn't mm-hmm. a I should have told them, or I should have told them, oh, let me see. You know what's what's on offer, and then I'll think mm. about it and you know get back. So it's always good for us to you know prize ourselves right, mm. but it's always good to be flexible because sometimes when you're focusing on just the salary, you might miss out that there are other benefits or other you know things that might actually be interesting to you. Mm. You know, so yeah
0: amazing so my take home no, no matter how good you are right <laughs> just be flexible and don't focus on just the salary thanks thanks for sharing that um so so lastly what's what's like um, that's one book you can't get bored or tired ever reading and um, you always want to recommend to any young person out there i
1: have quite a number of them wow <laughs> I have quite a number of them um quite a number of them i have um you know seven habits of highly effective People, you know, I I'm a very huge fan of you know John Maxwell and his leadership theories and all. So I I, I do love those kind of books. Um, there's this book I have called. There. Okay, so um, for me there there are quite a number. Like I said, I'm a fan of um, John Maxwell. I love his leadership um, series. I. I mean, there's this book that I, I've read from John Maxwell, it's called Winning with People. And that book is, you know, is a, is a fantastic option for me every time. Winning with People teaches you how to really outside of work in your real life and, you know, strategies that you can adopt, you know, to get people on your side, you know, to mm-hmm. generally. So I really love that book. So in terms of consulting, one book that's helped me in my consulting and experience is a book called Performance mm-hmm. Consulting. You know, it's by Dana Robinson and James Robinson. Practical Guide for HR and Learning Professionals. It really, really helped me a lot on my HR journey and my journey as a trainer and a speaker. So there are so many, there are so many of them. Then on learning how to become a good manager, there's a book by John Joe Owen. It's called How to Manage. I love it as well. Oh. You know, it's very helpful. There's a book that i've been reading a lot um recently i think i read it a lot last year and i was doing a review with some of my some people you uh, know one of my close coachings that book is called the remote so i'd had i had that book for about two years and i of course just used to read it in bits and pieces and that book is about i think it's about 20 years old or something wow it was about you know a company that had a tech company and how they planned their lives and their work system and you know just to Focused on performance and rather than on you know, physical presence and also they were pretty much you know, a remote team you know, and this was like many years back you know, when remote working wasn't something that was popular so you could see that every single thing they did in that book and every single prediction they had was a reality in 2020 mm-hmm. you know so I used to always you know, I read it and just share nuggets in my uh, coaching group and everything so that book is also very good for someone who and that book is good for someone who would like to maybe run a side gig, like you're not working in a structured job. So it's, you're in your environment and you're delivering services and you're doing some work. That book is a fantastic guide. It will help you to understand how to, you know, work in teams when you're not together, how to deliver on projects when you're not seeing people physically and all that. So it's good. There are, there are so many of them. There's, there there are a bunch of them. And then, of course, um, if one is also looking to step into care, especially in our, in our industry. Lara uh, Yeku's Mahi story is a banger. I would always say that I anytime. Mean, I read that book last year, and I totally enjoyed reading the experiences of other people. Mm-hmm. You just see the journeys of other people, and it can also be a guide for me, like my Mahi journey.
0: I agree. I agree with your last recommendation on H.R. Storybook, right? I I read that book as well last year. (laughs) Thank you so much for (laughs) reaffirming that wonderful book again. Um, So it's pretty much um, wonderful having this conversation with you. I want to say thank you for the time you have shared um, and the insights, most especially. Personally, I've learned um, and I've tried to um, figured out, yeah, some of the key things I need to um, focus on, you know, as at, at I move along my career journey. Thank you so much. You want to say some last words before um, before we close up?
1: Uh, thank you very much, Great, It's amazing to, to have these conversations with you. Um, my last words, I mean, everybody to everybody, I shared a post yesterday, and I'm just going to make that, you know, the, the, the cornerstone of my last word. I shared a post yesterday and you know, it was a post from a popular celebrating and that quote said um, don't work at a company for eight hours and then go home and not work on your personal goals so mm. that's what i'll tell everybody at the end of the day it's not about the company it's not about the business it's not about the world it's about you so what are your goals what do you want to achieve who do you want to be what's your purpose mm. you know keep doing you keep being a better version of yourself it doesn't matter mistakes you made in the past or people who thought you couldn't do it or couldn't do it I'm keeping you, don't worry about what the world will say, remain yourself, be positive, work on your dreams and never ever give up. Never ever give up. Those will be my last words. What kind of career do you want? What kind of life do you want? What kind of family? Everything you want. Plan yourself. Just decide exactly what you want and go for them. Work on your personal goal. You're desiring a career, prepare for that career, prove yourself, take certification courses if necessary. Connect with people in that industry, just keep working on getting better. One mantra that I have is I am never where you met me yesterday. That's me as a person. It's not because I want to impress anyone or because um, I want to what I was saying is just continue to work on yourself. We are all a work in progress. Never stop working on yourself. Never give up, you know, never tell yourself that, oh, this is where I am, I am now. I'm stuck there, I can't move forward, never, ever. For me, where I am today is not where I'm going to be next month. And, you know, the person I was last year is not even the person I am this year. You know, I am I'm continually working on becoming better. I never want to be in the same place. Because, I mean, we are born to to innovate, to rejuvenate, to, you know, grow, develop, become better, to be different. So sure. I'm working on really getting better. I should take that approach. Working on yourself and your dream. And you know, live a fulfilling life. Those things that will make us to be fulfilled, like yes. daily, it's about doing our achievements and life.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for for the time. Thank you for sharing. I've been I've learned and I've also inspired Right. Uh, I promise I will never be where you met me yesterday. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes, visit www.greatawaiting.com